Hi guys, you are on season three, episode one of Getting Down to Digital podcast with Hannah and Fran. Hannah, hi. Hey. How are you today? I am good. Nothing crazy. Chilled. We've both been freezing. Yes. How cold is it in beautiful Salt Lake? Uh, Well, the sun came out, which is good, but it is 34. Holy cannoli. Fairly warm. It's usually below 30 when I wake up. (laughs) A warm day. So, yeah, it's sunny. So that's good. How about in Tampa? Yes, let's see. It is it is rather cruddy out. 54 and rainy. 54? Yeah. Wow. That is chilly. Yeah. So we are all chilled on this day. So hopefully this is a great day for us to get cozy and do a podcast. I know we've got a lot of great topics on the itinerary. Yeah, this is the first one of 2022. Amazing. Happiest of newest years. Yes. Happy New Year. Thanks. Yeah. And we're so glad to be back. We're back and better than ever. And we certainly hope that you guys had a wonderful holiday season with your friends and family. We know we did. And we have some cool topics already planned, but we are starting it off with some marketing trends in 2022, five digital marketing trends to look forward to in 2022. Hannah's got us off with a, um, an amazing topic. And as always, we want to start out with something positive and now more than ever, and especially with it be the new year, it's really important to bring kind of clarity and focus on your year ahead. And so for one, we really appreciate your listenership, if that's a word and your support and your ideas and just being a part of our community. We love it. So we want to start off with um, immense gratitude as we begin 2022 and Hannah is nodding her head. We're on a zoom call together recording this. So she is in cahoots with that, but let's start out by thinking a little bit differently. We are going to think of a word of the year. So picking a word of the year, as I mentioned, can bring clarity and focus to who we want to become and what we want to accomplish in our lives. So a carefully chosen word is a type of mental mentor, you know, mentorship, something to help us stay motivated as we move towards our goals in 2022. So what we would encourage you to do as you are thinking of your word of the year, if you want to play along with us, which we would totally love you to consider this pro tip. So take some time to reflect back on the previous year and ahead to the upcoming year. So jot down some words to describe the kind of person you would like to become by the end of 2022. So not necessarily what you want to accomplish because you don't really need a plan. We're not going to be ever ready for what we, we take on next, but think about what kind of person you want to be by the end of 2022 and how you would like to grow. So we have chosen our words to start us off. Hannah, would you please share your word of the year with the group? Yes. So this was inspired by my big move last year, which I moved to Salt Lake City from Kentucky and I didn't know a soul out here, but everyone kept telling me I was really brave for moving out here. And I never thought of it that way until I like kept being told that I'm like, you know, this is kind of crazy to move to a city that you literally know no one. 
just to kind of reset and start a good thing. I don't know. But to keep up with that trajectory, I chose brave as my word for 2022. And this could be anything from just trying new things, you know, putting yourself um, outside of your comfort zone, meeting new people, just building strong relationships with the people that you already have in your life and Mm -hmm. being more open to sharing thoughts and feelings and even going to new places. So that was kind of my mindset for 2022. Brave. Well, great. We look so forward to continue watching you be brave. I chose the word happy. I felt really great about that. I entered 2022 as the happiest human I've ever been which is freaking sweet. And I just look so forward to building a life of happiness on top of all the amazing happiness I've already done and built and accomplished and seen and heard and all that good stuff. So I have worked immensely hard to get my inner happy out and it's really amazing to be where I am. So happy is the theme for 2022. That's so awesome too. And do you have anything in mind right now that might help you further that goal? Yes. (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. I am very excited. I am becoming a roller girl in my spare time. Hannah is the sweetest. Uh, She's very excited. It is a whole persona pinky. She's going Mm -hmm. to be an expert roller skater. She even wears heart-shaped sunglasses. Yeah. And you Um, have them now. (laughs) You should have worn them for our podcast. You should have. Yeah, really start off the happiness, but you're so sweet, Hannah. She's very excited. So yeah, so lots of happy stuff going on personally and in our work and in our podcast. So we appreciate you guys following along with us. And I think this could be a great spot for us to get started. And Hannah can start us off with the first trend that we're going to be looking forward to. Yes. So the first trend that I wanted to share was prioritizing user experience. So SEO is still important, of course, but when you get down to it, I think user experience even goes beyond that and different efforts on the websites that we manage really do reflect our priority and making visitor experience just that much better. And I messaged Keely, our web production expert, on some ideas. And we have a good list of different things that maybe you can look forward to prioritizing in any websites that you manage or even in your own website. So these items can be focusing on increasing your page speed, faster load times is always better for users when they're visiting your site, making sure your social icons are visible and easy to get to that can help also with earned media, which is the thing that we'll talk about later on. And integrating a search bar in your website can also be a great tool in case your product listing is huge and maybe it might be hard to find without a quick search. Integrating that would be a nice asset to your website and optimizing mobile navigation, which is so important as people begin to use mobile phones and tablets a lot more to do internet searches. 
And I personally love the mega menus that we've been integrating yes. on sites. Yeah. So they're basically when you click on an aspect of your navigation, say your products, it pops up all the different products you have in one viewing screen while you're hovering over products. So that's just a great way for customers and visitors to just see all your product offerings without having to like click and then click again. And just hovering is always an easier way to view products or other pages that you might have. And keeping a look on updating your sitemap, I think that's also really important that it's yes. current and it's a really great skeletal reading of all the different pages you have on your site. So that's always a good thing to do as well. And then she also mentioned Google Search Console has a page experience tab that you can go to. And this just shows you some basic elements that could include legible font size, perhaps mm -hmm. underlying text links. When they are in the body content, you want to make sure those links are noted and underlining is really important for that. There's enough white space or padding between the content or the images that you have. And these are just simple things that go towards a good design of your website, but it also plays a part in user experience too. Which is perfect balance. That's where mm -hmm. we want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of carries us over to website content accessibility, which is something that Keely is also great at working with. And yes. that's, if you shorten it, it's WCAG, Web Content Accessibility Guidelines. And I was looking up real quick before our podcast of kind of a look at that. And if you go mm -hmm. to siteimprove.com, I feel like there's a lot of great information on these guidelines and they have a thorough analysis of it, I feel. And here's one quote that I pulled out from the information that they listed. And they say, WCAG 2.0 originally listed 61 different success criteria, and now their 2.1 expanded upon these with 17 additional success criteria that acknowledge the increasing need for mobile accessibility, as well as recommending extra support for people living with low vision and cognitive and learning disabilities. And as we mentioned with some of the page experience tab info from the point above, that would be underlining hyperlinks, text spacing, maybe integrating orientation capabilities if someone's using mm -hmm. mobile and tablets. Switching to landscape may be better for viewing experience than having it on a normal portrait view. And also paying attention to any non-text contrast that you might have with different images or videos on your site, as well as label and name, which I thought was interesting. And they talked a bit more about that on siteimprove.com, but label and name, it's words used to visibly label website elements should the same words associate with the element programmatically so that people with disabilities can rely on labels to interact with the elements. So I think those are just some things to keep in mind when prioritizing user experience in 2022 and beyond. Yeah. And when you're bringing up the WCAG it reminded me of Keely. She um, supports the Coachella Valley Visually Impaired Community Services Group out in California, and they are a group that supports the blind and visually impaired. So she is very attuned and has been trained in a way to support 
website accessibility and how important it is to people because there are all sorts of needs from people all over the globe. So it is something to really take a look at. Siteimprove.com is the one site Hannah referenced. Cool. Let's talk about mine. My next topic, less is more sometimes, which I have learned by way of my haircut. In fact, I have cut my hair off, but I feel like I am just vibrant now. There's more. So less is more sometimes and focus on dominating just one social channel or two social channels this year. Don't try to do it all just because everyone's on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. Let's pick one or two that you are really going to dominate and focus on because less is truly more in this case, because people want to interact with you. They want quality content, quality conversations. They want to engage with you. And if you can do it well, and maybe just in one platform, even better. So try to think of your social media goal in that way, and then know your audience and allocate accordingly. So we have a client and Hannah, I don't know if you recall, but we thought they were saying TikTok. Yeah. It's it was tank talk or something. Yeah. Tank talk. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And it was an industrial manufacturer. And for the life of me, I'm like, why is a huge tank manufacturer on TikTok, which <laughs> is a video kind of sharing site, and not for industrial manufacturing tanks. So know your audience and allocate accordingly. That's a perfect example of why the heck I was so confused about why we were talking about tanks on TikTok or anything of the like. So Know your space. If it makes sense to be on LinkedIn, stay on LinkedIn. If it makes sense to be on Instagram because you're really an image-based service, stay on Instagram. Really keep it simple in 2022. And then according to social media today, in terms of users, LinkedIn is now up to 690 million total members, which is increasing from 675 million back in January of last year. So LinkedIn is rising in popularity. Facebook is going to be around for many years, even though in the article we were referencing by Forbes, Facebook, you know, there's chatter about it not being as popular. They're still growing every month. It's going to be around for a while. But if we could pick a trend, we're thinking LinkedIn is going to come out ahead in 2022. So focus on that if it makes sense for your business. I know it makes sense for a lot of hours. So that's going to be our focus. Hannah, earned media will become even more important to us. You referenced that earlier. What do you mean by earned media, please? Yes. So earned media is really any type of share that you may get or word of mouth referrals that you might get from your customers or other businesses that maybe you're partnering with. So just different ways to promote your business that's not coming from your own mouth, but from Mm -hmm. someone else's. These could be specifically video testimonials, perhaps their Google or Facebook reviews, maybe even social media mentions. I feel like Instagram is a really big platform of tagging different businesses that you may favor or maybe businesses that you partner with. So if that's something that you're on, try and get more social media mentions. And Facebook, I feel like that's the same way in LinkedIn. So Mm -hmm. it's not just IG, but other ones as well. 
And this can even be word of mouth referrals. I needed to get my hair cut this past week. And so I had my neighbor, I asked her which hairdresser she goes to. And she gave me a recommendation for the one that she goes to. And then I went to her and I really loved her. And she said that my neighbor had found her through Instagram. And so it's just kind of, yeah, it's so crazy. Just word of mouth referrals or that social media mention. She was able to find her on Instagram. It's so important. And I feel like earned media even has more weight as it's coming from other customers or other businesses that also like your business and they're willing to give you a shout out and tell how great you are. And that's better than coming from yourself, how great you are. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I feel like most businesses will try and tell you they're the best. So Uh when other people are saying it too, that's a lot more legit. But going back to video testimonials, we've actually been ramping up our video testimonials program. A little bit of a shameless plug. But we did add a new page on their website so if you go to uprightcommunications.com it's not a forward slash I always get them yes yeah forward slash video dash testimonials you can see more information on our video testimonials program and check that out but typically we'll do a MPS which is net promoter score type of survey yeah which will run for a month or so or however long your business wants to run it. But these are great for businesses that have very few reviews or very little feedback from their customers. Because the whole point of video testimonials to find those standout customers who want to talk about you. And if you don't know who they are, you're going to be out of luck in terms of recruiting customers to be able to tell your business. So that's a good thing to do if you want to get more reviews on your website. We typically link to Google for those reviews, but you also get feedback directly from your customers. Maybe they're not posting a review, but they are still giving you some kind of feedback. So that is a great addition that we have on our video testimonials program. And then we will create three to five videos depending on what you want to do and how much you want to pay. And then we will integrate them on your site and do some social posts on those. So those are just some tidbits on our program if you're interested. Thanks, Anna. Really cool. Yeah, we're really proud of it. And our clients have seen really cool successes. Yeah, thanks for going over it. Chainless plug, but whatever. We love them. (laughs) People love it. Only can help. So, and then I think our last trend is marketers need to be informed of new technology. So there are lots of options out there. And as I've been kind of working on my own self, I'm realizing that I do a lot of things out of habit, not because it's good or bad for me, but just out of habit. So that last year, 2021 was a year of kind of finding new ways to think and do things for myself personally. And that immensely changed to who I am today. So if you can take a look at your current technologies in your market, regardless of your market, do that this first quarter, second quarter of 2022. Are there easier ways, for instance, for your customers to pay you? We've been in business for over 20 25 years and we just talked about a new way 
to accept payment from our customers just to make it easier on them? Are there simpler ways for you to contact your customers? Is text better? We had a window cleaning company that was interested in text because a lot of their customers prefer text communication. So think about it. Think outside the box. Think of new ideas, new technologies. Change can be hard, but it doesn't mean it's impossible and it's not the way that you should be going. So at first you may have some challenges, but like we've all learned from COVID, there are positives in every situation. So also, is it a time to invest in the software to make your employees' lives easier? You know, is there something that your employees could use that would really help them. We have a roofing company that talked about having an employee section on their website and a place for them to submit their time, their vacation time, see new product videos, see learning videos, sign up for events with the staff and team. So how you can make your 2022 easier, how you can make your employees' lives easier, your customers and those around you in 2022 by use of technology. Definitely. And I, I lied when I said I was the fifth. Hannah is the fifth. Yes. Uh, be aware of challenges with the privacy protection of visitors. <laughs> I'm sorry for pretending that I was the last one. Hannah, can you <laughs> sum out our podcast today with that topic? Yes, of course. So privacy protection, I feel like is becoming a bigger concern for consumers. And with the internet, it's so much easier for browsers to track with cookies and different things. Like even I was thinking about cheesecake the other day. For some (laughs) reason, Instagram kept giving me Cheesecake Factory ads. And I was like, how do you even know this? So it can be concerning in that sense. And so for those of you that are more concerned with the privacy protection of your browser history and everything like that. They do offer browsers that don't use cookies. So DuckDuckGo, even Apple Safari apparently doesn't track, which I thought was interesting. Wow. Yeah, they were ahead of the curve and they I don't think you've ever been able to track on Apple Safari. Huh. Yeah. And then I also saw that Firefox and Microsoft Edge have more privacy protection in terms of that. Uh And even going back to Apple, apparently in their iOS 15.2 update, you can see what apps are tracking you. And I believe you can manage whether you want them to stop tracking you. So that's something smart of Apple as well. Yeah. And then Fran asked in our notes, does this mean it's getting more difficult for marketers to track their online activity? And thinking on this, I feel like, yes, to an extent, it's harder to capture like a true representation of all of the visitors that are coming to your site. But at the same time, Google is the primary search engine still, Mm. even with these other browsers that Mm -hmm. people can search with, Google is still king in terms of search. And I feel like I'm not really too concerned with my privacy protection when there are options to turn it off. So like with Google, you're able to turn off your tracking, you can delete cookies, you can block third party cookies, turn on tracking protection. You can even get a privacy browser extension to add on Yes, or a VPN. So if you really don't want to be tracked, it's easy not to 
be tracked. I feel like it'd be different if all the search engines, you couldn't do anything in terms of limiting what's being seen. Sure. Yeah. And from a marketing point of view, I enjoy having ads on different websites that are tailored towards what I like to see. So I might be browsing on the site and there's athletic clothes that yeah. are being advertised to me because they do see that I enjoy going to those type of sites. Yeah. So, yeah. I think to some extent it's not bad as long as you're able to block them. If you want, I don't feel all that concerned about that. How about you, Fran? Yeah, no, the one thing I heard one time was like for women who were looking to get pregnant, they were doing searches online about maybe fertility and excitement and all this stuff. And then they weren't maybe able to get pregnant and the remarketing of the ads was still showing up. And it was really hard for them to see the ads over and over again of these topics that, you know, were sensitive to them. Um, so I think there are certainly pros and cons to this kind of remarketing. Um, and I definitely enjoy seeing the same type of workout gear over and over again. You know, that helps me shop more because that's mm -hmm. what my ads look like. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, it can be a sensitive topic or you're creeped out. Like how the heck did you know I was thinking about cheesecake? <laughs> yeah. Cause that has happened to me. I like, I've mentioned some kitty litter to my mom 10 years ago and it showed up online and I was like, how did they know that I was talking about kitty litter to my mom? So yeah. But for those that are seeing things you don't want to see, delete your cookies. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. And start over. Don't, you don't have to keep seeing those things if you don't need to. Exactly. Yeah. You can clear them out and yeah, all that good stuff. Good point, Hannah. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Like I said, that rounds out our fifth and final trend. And Hannah, thank you so much for organizing us on a new topic. We love the topics that you come up with, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you and go through such exciting trends now that we are in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been really awesome. And I, I think even the last episode, I was able to add a Q&A to our podcast. So the Q&A for this episode will be what's your word of the year going back to our intro. And nice. I'd love, we both love if you all commented your answers for the word of the year that you want to prioritize in 2022. How sweet. Perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Love it, Hannah. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we really sincerely appreciate your listening and we wish you the absolute best year of your life. And Hannah, I know you're going to be brave and I know I'm going to be happy. So mm -hmm. cool. Take care folks. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye.